Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Brad, March Magic has ended, and um, how did we do with our brackets? Uh, so the the moral of the story is I did better than you. That's the moral of the story. That is that you're better than me. I accept that as a moral. Okay, it's a great moral. I I yes. think so anyway. But fine. Uh, fine. Yeah, so so we had the you know last what we had the final four I guess uh, started off with the cannonballs versus the temples. And, you know, we both we both kind of talked about this again last week or no week before last, I guess, uh, about who we thought we were going to take these. And we both picked the cannonballs here and we were both right about the cannonballs. Uh, yeah. Taking this one. And I again, I just don't think it's that much of a surprise. No, but how Indiana Jones getting this far was. And Absolutely. so I was I was feeling a little bit like unsure about that after Indiana Jones got this far. Yeah. So we get the cannonballs, then Splash versus the Blast. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we both took Splash on that one, did we not? I had Splash Mountain to win the whole thing. Right, but I think even when we talked two weeks ago, we both still had Splash. Yeah, and yeah, I thought, I thought Splash Mountain was a, a, a no-brainer on that one. Right, and we both were totally, absolutely wrong about that because the <laughs> uh, Space Mountain Blast uh, win that one, which... You, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I pick Splash, but I'm not surprised Blast won. No, I mean, it is. It's it's good. I don't know why I picked Splash Mountain. I feel like the just the experience of Splash Mountain is better, especially now that Space Mountain has been reduced to just kind of a roller coaster in the dark. Splash Mountain's just kind of a more fun experience, but, well, I, but, can, but I can definitely see why people like Space Mountain better. But has Disneyland been relegated to the same... The same way that Walt Disney Worlds has? You know, I don't know. I don't know if Disneyland's is the same in that way. I can't remember, but I feel like it was. I don't remember seeing any kind of effects or anything when I was on it, I guess, a year ago. Hmm. So, yeah, because that's the only thing is this is the Disneyland side of the bracket. So that makes sense because Disneyland Splash Mountain is not as good as Walt Disney World Splash Mountain. Um, and Disneyland Space Mountain is far better than Walt Disney World's Splash Mountain, so... Or Space Mountain, I mean. So basically, uh, we should have taken into account which, which park. park we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, Space Mountain wins that one. Then on the Walt Disney World side of the bracket, we have the Ghouls versus the Shooting Stars. Again, surprising that they went that deep. The Shooting Stars, yeah. that is. I mean, again, I I get it because I get the, you know, the love of wishes, but still... It went really deep. It beat a lot of stuff. It just doesn't seem like the kind of, you know, event or attraction that would that would have that much love. But, I mean, I'm happy that a, a fireworks show has that much that much love and the, that it's not all about the, you know, roller coasters. Yeah, but, you know, while it has that much love, it doesn't have enough love to beat the ghouls. And the ghouls moved on there. Um, and then, of course, on the other side, the Rockers versus the Maniacs. The Rockers actually pull that one out. Again, uh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could have seen that one going either way. Um, but, yeah, it's not surprising that it went one way or the other. Um, so, anyway, that sets up the championship. 
to be the Blast versus the Ghoul, so Space Mountain versus uh, the Haunted Mansion, which I I don't, again, don't really feel like I was surprised. Gosh, I say that a lot, but I don't feel like that's too surprising just because it's classic Disney attraction versus classic Disney attraction. And, of course, uh, and I say of course because this was what my bracket picked, the Ghouls win it all. That is surprising to me. You didn't think they could pull it out? Well, I just, Space Mountain versus Haunted Mansion, that's so, it's a difficult pick. And it did surprise me that Haunted Mansion won won the whole thing, took the championship, if you will. So does this mean that we're going to get, like, did they make any special, because I didn't see any special merch for Haunted Mansion for them winning. No. See, they need special merch. That's what I. That's what makes me, you know, like when we were talking about this, and I said it feels like somebody's ten percent time. That's what it feels like because it's so it's such a shallow thing. It's just like, oh, we have this thing, but it doesn't really matter who wins or or anything really. And it just feels like now it's over and nothing. You know, Haunted Mansion doesn't get any special merch. They don't get uh any kind of a you know thing at the parks or or anything it's just like oh they won okay we'll see you next year for this thing again well and i could understand not doing anything at the parks because here's the thing sure for most people they have no clue this is going on and right it would seem a little silly to say hey guys we had this uh march magic thing going on and haunted mansion one and here's a huge uh you know annoying uh sign outside the front of it telling you yeah. that you won yeah, I would not want a banner above the Haunted Mansion entrance saying they won March Magic. I can, I can, I can see that. But right. it but, just but it's, some it limited just, time merch. Right. Yeah. Something. Well, but even okay. So like online, they did all of the T-shirts, right? Right. So give us something that you know the. I mean, geez, make some 2015 March Magic Championship T-shirts. I I guarantee you, people will buy that. Oh yeah. People bought I, the t- people bought the other T-shirts. I would say, yeah, more than they would think about buying. You know, just a T-shirt of the attraction that they like. They would buy the championship one. I love March Magic. I love that Disney does this, and I love that um, they you know get the fans involved. I think there's a lot of improvements they could make in like actually having brackets that people can you know join a join a league and and participate and kind of make it feel more like a thing than like okay it's over and that's it you know like yeah. if they could have if they could have some sort of leaderboard and some sort of thing that was year over year like this is how well you did and actually make this into an event like a really fun event i think at that point i would even be more willing to spend money on shirts and i would really care a lot more i think if if i could like post to twitter like oh my gosh my bracket is still 100 percent So Star Tours has a new corporate sponsor, which is SMS Audio, and they make headphones and um, audio products. I think they basically do headphones, but they, you know, they specialize in other stuff. But anyway, so they will be making um, some Star Wars branded headphones in exchange for their, um, you know, their money and their sponsorship of Star Tours. And while that doesn't really interest me a whole lot, what does interest me 
is the fact that there are still corporate sponsors on um, Disney attractions. Because back in the day when Walt was putting together Disneyland, they didn't have a whole lot of money. And, you know, Roy was kind of the the financial guy and and you know he would have he would have said like we need you know corporate sponsors to do this we need people to pay for these attractions um in exchange for advertising money they do not need that anymore disney parks have had a resurgence and i just don't see how star tours needs a corporate sponsor uh with you know a corporate logo displayed prominently on like the attraction sign and inside the attraction and stuff. I just don't see why that's necessary today. And I feel like it's just a holdover from the, you know, fifties and sixties when they actually needed that, you know, when space mountain was brought to you by, um, what was it? FedEx. Uh, so yeah, it was RCA. RCA. That was the the whole Tomorrowland thing was RCA. Yeah, well, they had a lot of Tomorrowland yeah, they, stuff. Yeah, and they had they had Space Mountain for a long time, and then after them, it was FedEx. And again, this is Walt Disney World. I'm not sure about Disneyland sponsorships, but yeah, FedEx was till like sometime in I want to say sometime in the 90s, maybe the, even the early 2000s. But I think the 90s. Um, yeah, they were the they were the sponsor. Um, yeah, I I agree with you that I don't think they need it the way that they did before because again, kind of like you said. Um, when they were first building this stuff, if they didn't get a corporate sponsor, it wasn't going to happen. Right. The The money wasn't there. And now the company has the money. But on the other hand, if somebody's throwing money at you or you have an opportunity to to make money off of something, how do you convince yourself not to do that, I guess? They care so much about preserving the magic and and kind of making this a magical place that i feel like star tours is a lot more magical and fun than star tours presented by sms audio because right there tomorrowland is now rooted in today because a company of today is sponsoring something in tomorrowland you know what i mean there's like a disconnect between this is tomorrow and this is today I, I guess I see I see where you're coming from there, but at the same time, I, you know, I think about um, you know when I worked at Mission Space Race, we were so the first time when I when I initially worked there for my internship uh, back in 2004, which was forever ago now. Uh, That's 11 years, Brad. Yeah, don't don't do the math. Thank you. Don't do the <laughs> math. Um, but yeah, when I worked there initially. When I worked Mission Space Race, there was no... I was a freshman in high school, by the way. Yeah, yeah, don't, just, just stop. <laughs> uh, when, I, when I was over there, you know, there was no sponsorship of Mission Space Race. Well, then when I came back, I guess probably maybe a year later, uh, and I was working as a seasonal employee, I had to get recertified uh, with, with the script, and pretty much the script was the same, except that now HP was sponsoring it. And so... You had to make sure you hit your HP, you know, Mission Space Race brought to you by HP or, you know, and there were so there were certain places in the script where that came. And, you know, if you don't hit anything else, you better make sure you hit your HPs because HP is paying for this. Um, But, you know, I don't know if if HP doesn't pay for that. Is it still there? Yeah, it is. I mean, with 
they charge a hundred dollars, you know, for one day in the Magic Kingdom, and I just it it's still there. I mean, HP is not keeping Epcot Future World afloat. You know, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And but now I do think there I do think there are some okay. So there are some sponsorships where it's just a tag where it's a name tagged on. So um, I'm thinking Kodak uh, doing Muppet Vision 3D or Kodak doing. Uh, I want to say they weren't they doing Honey I Shrunk the Audience at one point. I don't know who was sponsoring that, but that I, I can see that. I th- I think it was them. Okay, so that aspect of it, eh, you know, uh, there was a Kodak, there was a Kodak logo spread throughout the pre-show of Muppet Vision 3D. Um, there were Kodak logos, I believe, involved of the pre-show for Honey I Shrunk the Audience, and that I can't, you know, eh, I can kind of take or leave. You know, if they want to get money for it, I really don't care that much. Um, but what I do like is the uh, image works at the exit, uh, or you know, elsewhere in. Uh, the Imagination Pavilion area. You know, they had this whole area where you could, uh, you know, take different types of pictures and things like that. And that was all sponsored by Kodak. And that made total sense to me. It's like Kodak does pictures. Here's a place where you can take a picture on a green screen and have stuff behind you on your picture. And this is kind of, you know, this is new stuff from Kodak or, uh, you know, like the, what, AT&T when they sponsored Spaceship Earth and you had the whole... Uh, global community of tomorrow stuff going on inside of the uh, the exit queue or the exit area for Spaceship Earth, you know, because then the sponsor adds something to it that maybe wouldn't, uh, you know, I I know that Disney could put something there, but it's a very natural, I think, progression uh, to go, you know, to go into this area and see a bunch of stuff sponsored by Kodak because it's picture stuff or you know, Spaceship Earth with its huge. Uh, especially, you know, the end of that show, the huge push on communication and the future of technology being about making us a more connected world. Then for AT&T to be showing off new technologies that connect the world at the end of that, that's perfect sense to me. So I can see that, but to go back to Muppet Vision, the whole Kodak logo thing, to me, that is just as egregious as Kermit in the middle of Muppet Vision saying, Hey, let's all take a group photo with this Kodak camera, you know? Like it just doesn't it doesn't belong in the show. I can give to you that in the after show, you know, with the pictures um to have Kodak sponsor that area makes more sense um to have to have um, you know, AT&T sponsor that communication area as a communications company. That makes sense. To have Siemens sponsor the ride Spaceship Earth, I can't understand why they need that um, and why Dame Judy Dench needs to hit Siemens at the very end of Spaceship Earth. And I also don't understand why, like, HP makes any sense at all to sponsor Mission Space Race or Spaceship Earth, for that matter. Like, it just feels shoehorned in. And it doesn't feel thought through or like they worried too much about making it make sense. Um, and as long as as long as they got a paycheck at the end of the day. And right. So I, Coca-Cola sponsoring Club Cool in Epcot, you know, where you can try the Beverly and try Coke products from around the world. Yes. That makes sense. That's a cool experience that they probably wouldn't have unless they let Coke sponsor that. That I'm cool with. Dole Bananas sponsoring um, 
that boat ride. Uh, it's in inside living of living with uh, the land. Yeah, living with the land. That makes sense to me because I feel like Dole probably um, has something to do with you know what they're growing there and stuff like that. That makes more sense to me. But just these like very random like a headphone company sponsoring star tours i just don't understand how that improves anything at all except for disney's bank account yes or you know the uh what the stunt spectacular sponsored by brawny yeah like (laughs) yes so i i think i think the my point is there are places uh okay here when we when i started thinking about sponsorships here was a perfect to me a perfect sponsorship Starbucks, because of the way they've integrated that into the parks, I think is a really, really good sponsorship. Yes, that makes sense because people like Starbucks already. And Starbucks isn't sponsoring Soren. Starbucks is selling coffee in a coffee shop called Starbucks, just like you can just like you can get in, you know, in Houston or in, you know, Anaheim or even, you know, like in Indiana and in in anywhere you can get Starbucks and that makes sense to me that they would have a Starbucks shop inside the parks right. but having Starbucks sponsor you know Mission Space or you know sponsor Space Mountain that's where i start getting a little irritated with corporate sponsorship to me the to me the most egregious ones are are the most egregious one out of the ones that we've talked about so far would probably be brawny um, because there's just no way, shape, and form in which I can say brawny has something to do with a stunt show. Right. I could make a, I think the next worst would have to be Kodak with Muppet Vision 3D, though I could attach that to Kodak is involved in film, Kodak is involved in stuff like this, and there's, you know, and especially when Muppet Vision 3D came out, I would think that sort of 3D uh, would be a much bigger deal, and, the you know, Kodak probably helped out with uh with making that all work you know or i could i could see reaching that conclusion in my head um but you know i don't know something like hp or compact uh because it was actually compact prior to them you know then dissolving and being eaten up by hp uh sponsoring mission space i guess i don't have as much problem with because what are you going to have to have to get to space you're going to have to have you know really powerful computers and you know technology is going to play a huge part in that um, so I, I guess it doesn't bother me quite as much to see something like that where I feel like I could logically get from point A to point B and uh, figuring that out, you know? What if in Mission Space, Gary Sinise started saying, Commander, push on the HP Pavilion 6100 button to deploy the landing gear? Yes, that would suck. <laughs> and, and, they, and, and when they do that, I'm going to change my opinion and go, no, that's a horrible, horrible plan. You've done a horrible, horrible thing. Uh, it reminds me of, uh, have you, you've, you've watched Community, right? No. Okay. There, there's an episode and you need to, you need to go watch it where they, uh, where they're riding in the Kentucky fried chicken, uh, spaceship, uh, simulator and they have to find the secret to the 23 herbs. I mean, there's just so (laughs) many KFC plants throughout that. Um, but, but they actually took it to the level of just absurdity. Um, so it worked, you know, it yeah. worked for them and Disney don't do that. It's not going to work for you. Right. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, and with the HP compact thing with mission space, you know, there was actually like, I want to say 
There's uh, okay. So when the line gets really long, which it hasn't, I don't think in forever, gotten to the point where they had to open the outside queue, um, because there's actually like a whole little area back there that's an outside queue that they can open up. There was actually like a little compact store uh, or HP like. I, not store, but like a little area where they were showcasing some computers and stuff. Really? Huh. While you were in the queue um, in, a, in an otherwise boring queue. Now, did I ever actually see that place open? I don't think so. So uh, I think yeah, it I've was, never seen it I open. I think it was open like maybe once or twice, and then they went, nah, never mind. Um, but I have seen where the place would be, and I imagine it's still back there because uh, it, was, it was a built building. Um, you know, as opposed to something temporary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I don't have that much of a problem with the sponsorships. I did initially when I heard about it. Um, but yeah, I do, I do, I do on some level have a problem with a headphone company because I, <laughs> again, Brawny and the stunt show, I see nothing together, you know, as yeah. with Kodak and Muppet Vision or HP and Mission Space. I can make those make sense in my mind. And I don't know, you know, I, on some level, I want to give uh, Imagineering the benefit of the doubt here and say, let's see how they integrate, uh, how they integrate this, you know? Yeah. Because if they do it right, I could still, I could still be amused by it or something. Like the FedEx, uh, the FedEx uh, spaceship or FedEx Space Mountain thing. I actually didn't mind that at all because it wasn't, I, I don't remember crazy amounts of FedEx sponsorship throughout the ride. But again, in the post show, you know, as you're riding the moving walkway and you have all those little alien scenes over to the side, they're like, you know, talking about FedEx being the, uh, you know, shipper of the future and the shipper in space. And all of those little boxes have FedEx logos. And it looks like FedEx is shipping to all these very, very exotic alien locales. Um, and that was amusing to me. And in fact, after the FedEx logos were gone, that whole area made a lot less sense to me. Yeah, that's true. Seeing the aliens with packages now is just crazy. Yeah, it's like, why is there an alien holding a box right there? Yeah. So there's one one last thing. Um, Test Track. Test Track, I think, has the sponsorship that makes the most sense because it's sponsored by Chevrolet. But, man, it is heavy-handed. Everything in that attraction is chevrolet themed you mean how I they mean, you mean how they have a uh basically have a showroom at the exit and yeah and usually have a showroom parked as you're driving around the uh if you ever drive around you know when you're driving around that circle outside uh-huh. that long circle if you look in the middle uh i don't know if they do anymore but there for quite a while there they had a bunch of different uh cars parked there and that might even been during the gm years um but they yeah. had different chevrolet or gm cars parked in that little area at one point yeah, and just the queue, I mean, everything in there is, like, just hammering on Chevrolet. And while that while that, um, while that, that sponsorship makes sense to me, like, Chevrolet and Test Track, totally. Made a lot more sense back when Test Track wasn't, you know, future-y and, and weird. Right. But the fact that Chevrolet sponsors Test Track makes total sense. But that, I think, is an example of going way too far. Going way into like, the, you're not even in Disney anymore. You're not in Epcot. You're in Chevrolet Land. You know you can't you can't walk ten feet without being accosted by some Chevrolet ad. You know, right? But the question is, what kind of dollar sign do you think was put on 
getting that level of advertisement on Chevrolet's behalf. I would say a lot because it is their logo is just as prominent as the test track logo on the attraction, you know, sign in the front. Yeah, I would argue that the the test track logo is the, you know, GM or I, I guess now Chevrolet logo. You know, it's it's yeah. all one thing, really. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I don't mean to sound like I'm angry about it or anything. I just like I would prefer you know, if they would tone it down a bit and take take corporate sponsorship where it makes sense, but don't just throw, you know, brawny paper towels into Indiana Jones stunt spectacular, like you said, you know, and man, I understand it is so hard for anybody, you know, you, me, Disney, any company, any person for a company to come up to you and say, hey, I want to give you $20 million to put my logo on Star Tours. And in exchange, I'll make some headphones that you then get a cut of. Like, that's a win-win for <laughs> for Disney. And I totally get that, but I wish that there was a way for them to, or I wish that they would just decline that, I guess, which is dumb. But yeah, yeah. They're, I wish. Well, and, and, you know, you're we're making the argument that somebody's coming to them and saying, hey, I can do this. You know, the other side could be, hey, Disney, we really want your Star Wars IP so we can make some headphones. Well, as soon as we get a new sponsor for Star Tours, we uh, can start thinking about uh, maybe okay. who can get our uh, our IP for that, you know. and That makes more sense. And thereby we can, you know, and, and I guess part of it, too, to me would be where does the money end up going? You know, if at the end of the day we end up with a better Star Tours because of this... I'm going to be a lot more forgiving yeah. uh, than, you know, than if it's just we plaster the logo on and it stays exactly the same for the next 10 years. Um, yeah. Because then that's, that's a cash grab. And regardless of what we say, Disney will continue to take money hand over fist whenever they have the option. Yeah, including from you and me. That's right. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't forget, we're going to go up again next year, so buy your tickets now. Yep. And that'll about do it for this week's episode. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook. We are Missing the Mouse. And you can visit our website at missingthemouse.co. We will be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. Yeah.